You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode nine. Okay, so if you can hear a little bit of Pat Benatar playing in the background, it's because I'm currently working on my playlist for my next dance party, the 80s Ladies Dance Party. The reason I'm so excited about this particular party is because three years ago in 2016, in the month of September, I hosted my very first women's only dance party. And the crazy thing is, um, I put so much into that party thinking it was just going to be this huge success. I put everything into it, not realizing and recognizing how hard pulling off your own event actually is. Um, and it's funny because even as the years have gone by, like I've had this one goal. I've had this one goal from the very beginning of my dance parties that I would sell out all of the tickets on the first day of ticket sales. And it hasn't happened yet. I've had a couple of parties that did sell out a couple of days before the event started, which was cool. Um, but that one like goal dream is like, I really want to sell at a dance party that's so awesome and amazing that on the day launch ticket sales are just gone, right? <laughs> so that obviously hasn't happened yet. But in my journey of planning parties, it's been so interesting to watch the shift because if you would have talked to me three years ago, my game plan would have been something like this. I will start slowly and build up my dance party business and every single time will become more and more successful. And then when they're selling out, I'll go from 500 people to 1,000 people to 2,000 people and have it like in a stadium. And I'll just do three huge, massive dance parties. And that will be my game plan, which is so funny because that's clearly not what's happened. Um, I'm still doing, you know, three to four dance parties each year. And I enjoy them so much. And I know that I've gotten better. But the transformation of what I'm doing now with my business and my time is so different than just doing these big dance parties. Now, if you aren't aware, I actually created a course called the Party Planner Academy. And the reason I created it in the first place was after I would host dance parties, I would get, you know, a couple of women coming up to me at the event saying, hey, I would love to collaborate with you and do a dance party. And I kind of snicker a little bit because it's like, oh my gosh, like, of course you would. I've been working on this for you know, since I started seven years ago, of course you would love someone to hold your hand and like do a dance party with you. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, what if I actually did hold your hand and teach you how to do what you needed to do? And that's where the idea for the course came from was there are clearly women who feel called to create this space. They clearly enjoy being with friends and surrounding themselves with good music and good food and having fun themes and getting pampered and leaving with a, a bag full of good swag and just having a good time and not have to worry and not having to worry about men coming up to you and trying to dance. Like you can just go with your girls and have the best night. Like, of course they want to do that. And again, I, I thought back, like, do I want to be the type of person that feels like there is scarcity and there's not enough to go around and that if they do dance parties and suddenly that means that there's not room for me or vice versa? Because I don't believe that. I believe in abundance and I believe that everyone has a different way that they would do something and there's more than enough. There's more than enough. So I started piecing together my e-course and it's been, oh man, it, it's been a 
trial of a lot of things. Um, when I first started working on my e-course last year, it was actually about this time. Um, I was working on a few modules. I think I had the first like two modules kind of outlined and I was going through and adding images and graphics. Well, in the middle of all of that, the worst possible thing ever happened. Like literally the worst thing that a blogger could ever face. And it was that my computer crashed. Oh my gosh. I was completely devastated. And I'm the type of person that when something like that happens, I'm not a yeller. I don't, you know, freak out. I just, I, I, it's like, I just take a deep breath and I'm like, okay, yelling about it, crying about it. Is it going to do anything? Like, what do I do now? Everything I had worked on, everything I'd built, all of my outlines, all of my lessons that I had written up were just gone. So of course I pack up my computer and took, took it to the Apple store and they, you know, tried to do what they could. And at the end of the day, they're like, we're so sorry. Like there's nothing we can do. You can try to buy new memory and maybe that'll help, but you've overexerted your hard drive or the memory. I honestly don't know what happened, but you've overexerted it with too much videos and pictures and it's gone. So we have these other computers you can buy and you can upgrade and this, you know, probably won't happen, but that's what we can do for you. And I just was like, oh my gosh. And my sweet husband was like, you know what? Like, I know you're starting over, but you are welcome to use my computer. And so luckily we have two computers and I pretty much spent every night from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Um, for the next few weeks, just trying to get caught up because I had already told some of my followers and some of the people in my free Facebook group that it was coming. And I do not like to disappoint people. I don't like to let people down. And I felt like I needed to just get this done, which is funny because I think in hindsight, if I would have just been like, you guys, the worst thing ever happened. Like my computer literally crashed and I'm starting over. So it's going to be delayed. Like I didn't even think to do that, which I'm sure most people would have been more than willing to be like, of course, like, of course, take your time. But no, like I pushed through, right? So a few weeks um, go by and we finally get this memory in the mail because my first instinct was like, let's just see if we can recover it. And my neighbor had overheard from my husband that I was up late in the night working on this course because my computer had crashed. And he's actually uh, really good with coding and computers. And so he offered to help my husband see if he could fix it. And they were working on it and working on it and working on it. And um, you know, I was just crossing my fingers that something, anything would be recovered because I was picking through my blog posts and trying to figure out if I could find any content to use because what I had on my computer was just gone and I hadn't really created a cloud account. And so it was just a lot of, a lot of things that, um, <laughs> I've definitely have safeguards against now, but they ended up getting the computer to turn back on. And that was huge. Like, okay, like it's on at least, you know, like what's the damage? And I started looking through and I pulled up my slides. I pulled up my pictures and every single thing was recovered. It was literally like a Christmas miracle. And I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And it was like, God was almost saying like, here's a little nugget for just believing in yourself. And, and like, here you go. And comparing the notes of what I had recreated based on what I could remember ended up being so much better. It ended up being so much deeper and more meaningful. And it gave the course a better start. And it kind of forced me to rethink everything I had written and work through it again. And it ended up being this huge blessing in disguise. And so as I've been 
rolling it out to my Facebook group and kind of slowly talking about it to just build up some credibility and get people to take it. It's been so rewarding. Um, I've had about 20 students go through the course so far and I do have a, a money back guarantee and it's, I can't believe that no one has asked for their money back. Um, and it's not because the content isn't good. I think it's because I always question my abilities. Have you ever done that? Have you ever felt like, okay, I know I can do this, but I'm not the most qualified person. Like I know what I've done has worked for me, but who's to say, what's to say this will be successful for anybody else. You know, maybe this is just like a fluke thing. And to be able to have students not only go through the course and find it extremely helpful and valuable, it's been so incredibly rewarding to just know that like I was a part of their journey. And when I see their events, when I see their sponsored posts, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like one of my kids. Like I'm so incredibly excited for them and their progress. So kind of going back to like this 80s dance party redo that I'm doing this Saturday, you know, I... I am like so in a different mindset. Like the tick, the tickets actually haven't sold out yet. We still have some tickets available. Um, and it's just, that's how events go. You guys, like you're always going to be banging the drum of like getting people hyped up and get excited. It's happening. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, and I've kind of just learned to accept that that comes with the territory of being an event planner is when you host events, you not only become an event hostess and a co you know coordinator and and stringing together all of the sponsors and the food and the experiences and the DJ and the entertainment like you're also the promoter there's a lot that goes into it and so it's so incredibly important to just not lose faith and to just be excited and to be the one who's you know pushing 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 even when no one's responding even when people are giving you the cold shoulder or saying i don't know about that just keep going I don't know about that. You've got to just keep going. So for this 80s dance party that we have coming up, because I haven't really officially launched this podcast to anybody, I mean, I have it on my small um, Facebook group, so those those friends might be listening, um, but I am so excited to kind of build on something that my very first time, again, you just don't know what to expect. And one of the best props that I have for my dance parties is an eight-foot-wide by four foot tall homemade light bright. So you do you remember in the 80s? I don't I don't remember having one of these toys, but those light bright toys that were like a box and it had lots of little holes and then you would put this plastic peg into the hole and it would push back this little film to make it light up and glow. Do you remember those? So my husband built me a humongous light bright that he drilled, hand drilled 1300 holes. And, um, we, I was trying to find prototypes for like colored glass or colored plexiglass or like, what am I going to use for these pegs? You know, and we couldn't find anything. And I, all of a sudden was doing some research and I thought about test tubes, like the shot glass test tubes. And, um, I thought, you know, what if we turn those, um, the other way so that the rounded part, which would be the bottom stuck out of the light bright. And we bought them on Amazon. They were so incredibly inexpensive. It was ridiculous. Like you can get a hundred for like, I don't remember $10 or something. And so I bought some and we got a, a circular drill and we prototyped it and it was amazing. And so this little gem has been hanging out in my garage 
for three years and it's time to dust it off and pull it out, but I haven't really promoted it or told anybody that I'm bringing it. So I'm really excited about that. The other thing that I'm doing to kind of amp up this party versus the last time is I'm making sure that I am having experiences to wow people and really um, kind of grab their attention in a different way. So one of the stations that we have is we'll have lip scents there doing makeup and we will have a hair crimping bar. And I found some black light face paint. So how it works is you activate it with water. It looks just like watercolors, to be honest. They're neon watercolors, but they're you know non-toxic and safe for skin. And you can just paint whatever you want on your arms, on your face. I have toothbrushes to do that like 80s splatter effect. And I'm going to have black lights all throughout the, the dance floor. So when the sun sets and it gets dark, we're going to flip on these black lights. And I think these girls are just going to go crazy knowing that they have glow in the dark black light makeup. It's amazing how women, and again, most of these women are my demographic, right? They're 25 to 35. They're usually moms or just women who are wanting a break. And it is so much fun to see them just let loose and have fun. It's so much fun. And I love that people have entrusted me to not only create this space for them, but to just be the voice and the person that's doing dance parties. And it's kind of, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like sweeping the nation, but the fact that people in other States reach out to me and say, you know, I really wanted to crack the code and figure out how these dance parties work and how you've been able to be so successful because most people will do one or two and then it won't be profitable and they can't figure it out. And so they just stop doing it. And it's too bad. Like it's too bad. And it doesn't have to be that hard, right? If you know what to do and you know what to say, it doesn't have to be that hard. And so I absolutely have loved creating a system for dance parties. And it's just one of my fun little niches that makes me happy and gives me that fun space. And my husband has been so supportive. He's actually one of the security quote unquote and bouncer people. So I have three different guys that come and take tickets and they just kind of help make sure that we're all safe and that there's not any weirdos walking around or walking in. And, you know, we just dance the night away and it has been one of my favorite passion projects. And even though I haven't sold out a party in one day yet, I guess, I just love that these women who've come to these parties over the years who I didn't know have become my friends. And there are so many amazing people that live right around me that just love this space that I've created. And like without fail, every time I launch tickets, they buy a ticket. And sometimes even if they can't come, they just buy a ticket to support me and to say, we believe in you. We love this idea. That is the part that makes the journey of progressing and going for it and trying again and getting back up and dusting yourself off and going again. That's what makes it all worth it is to see that somebody recognizes that you're trying, that you're wanting to create something magical, that you're wanting to create a small movement, even if it's as simple as empowering women to just have fun on a dance floor, which sounds really silly, but you wouldn't believe how much happier people are when they leave. And that truly makes it all worth it. I mean, you guys, there have been parties that I've literally paid for out of my own pocket because the ticket sales and the sponsorship fees did not cover the event. And guess what? I learned a lot from those experiences. And so I kind of learned what not to do. And so if you were interested in avoiding some pitfalls, wouldn't that be helpful? 
Yes, of course. That would be so helpful. So to wrap up this episode, um, I just wanted to do like an honest evaluation of where I'm at. And I feel like I can do dance parties in my sleep at this point. Like I have no stress. I'm not worried about it. I know people are going to have a great time. I trust my vendors. Oh, that's such a huge part is finding people who are reliable, who are trustworthy, who have the same intention of taking care of your guests as you do. It makes a world of difference because you literally cannot do it alone. I mean, you can, it just takes a lot of time and you'll probably spend a lot of money making big mistakes that I did. So I would encourage you not to do that. So if you are an aspiring event planner and you would like to join an active community of event planners who are seeking more and seeking feedback and seeking networking opportunities and relationships for business, I would love for you to go down into the show notes and request to join my free Facebook group, the Party Planner Academy community. It's a place where I'm really trying to foster creativity and networking and sharing good and bad. I want you to feel safe in this group. And the thing that makes it a community is that you're contributing. You know, it's, I go in there every week and I do a Facebook live and sometimes they're kind of crazy. Sometimes they're emotional. Sometimes they're just informative. You're going to get a ton of different things because I want a safe space where entrepreneurial event planners feel like they can come to ask for help. I'm so done with this mentality of, you know, there's not enough room and I can't share what I know because it's not helpful. And to be honest, the person who learns the most when sharing is the teacher. Like I have learned so much about myself since creating this group. And I've had to prepare and really think hard about the concepts that I'm sharing in a way that are not only duplicatable, but that are easy for people to consume so that they can be successful too. And so the next step is I'm just going to leverage people in the community and I want them to start sharing what they know and what's working for them. And so we have different guests that come in that share experiences and tips and tricks and just, you know, all kinds of things to make it a fully immersive community where regardless of what you're seeking out or regardless of where you are in your journey, that you know that you're safe there and that you can ask questions and that no one is going to judge you or tell you that you're crazy or that your ideas are dumb because we're all in that same phase together. And I feel like that is the number one dream killer is, you know, our parents all have the best intentions or teachers, but isn't it funny how someone's comment of like, oh yeah, maybe you should just get this type of a job or maybe you should go do that type of a thing and don't dream big because it's too risky. Like, doesn't that make the people who make the big risk stuff work? Doesn't that make it all worth it? Like, ha, in your face. Like, one thing you may not know about me is I'm actually really, like, vengeful. Is that even the right word? Okay, Google, define vengeful. Here's what I found. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? I'm kind of vengeful. Like, when people tell me I can't do something, when they try to hold me back, when they are either talking to my face or behind my back saying that I'm wasting my time. It like motivates me, but it didn't always. I used to feel really bad about it, but as I've gotten more confident in my business and my abilities, my talents and recognize like I have something to offer, dang it. And if it's not for you, that's fine. Step aside. Like you're not my person, but I'm going to find that person who does want what I'm offering and serve them until I'm blue in the face because it matters to me. 
and it makes me happy. And so I've said this all the time, like just because somebody doesn't get it, how it works, doesn't mean it's not working. It absolutely can work. You can call the shots and be the judge of that. And so use that negativity and burn it as fuel to propel you to the next step and just say, okay, to the left, you know, step aside haters. Like it's all good. I'm good. Right. Cause as long as you have one person that believes in you, and I'm talking about yourself, you only need one person to believe in you, you, that's it. And it's, we live in this amazing time, you guys, where you literally can monetize and be anything you want. Like there are people that make money doing crazy stuff all the time on the internet. It's nuts. It's nuts, you know? So to do something as normal and admirable as wanting to plan a good event is not even dreaming that big. I mean, 10 years ago to say, oh, I think Coca-Cola would pay me thousands of dollars to create a party for them in my house. Like that might've been nuts. You're like, what? No, like they're not going to do that. They have all these production studios and teams and designers. Like they're never going to do that. And to think like, oh yeah, that's totally what they're doing now because people respond to you and your audience. People respond to real and your real life experiences. Like, have you noticed that celebrity endorsements have gone way down? Why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you, it's because people know that they're fake, that they're paid. And so when you build a relationship and you build a real audience and a real following, regardless if it's five people or 500 people or 5,000 people or more, those people begin to know, like, and trust you, and they will follow you to the ends of the earth. And so I would rather have my small group of, you know, a hundred loyal dance party fans that come to every single one and to know that I'm going to wow them and that they're going to be so thrilled every single time than 500 people that are just ungrateful or meh, right? Like I would have that any day of the week. So as you move forward into the things you're trying to create, be intentional with where you want to go and write down and share where you're trying to go. It's so fun to look back on my journey and to see how far I've come. And I'm sure it'll be so fun in in the next three to seven years to look back on my journey and to see where I'm at. But I hope this was helpful for you. I absolutely love this platform. I, I don't even know how I have not been a podcaster. Like I love, love, love just like sharing my thoughts and ideas. And if there's something that's on your heart or on your mind, or if you're stuck somewhere, leave me a review, leave me a question in the comments. And I would love to give you some feedback and hopefully shed a light on the insight that I have and, and get to know you guys a little better, but thanks for joining me. And I will catch you in the next episode.